Hello and welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Tom Rebeck and I'm here with Catherine Hammond to discuss telecoms operators selling or spinning off their IT services assets. So Catherine, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. So we've talked before on this podcast about telecoms operators buying security or cloud or other types of IT service companies to, to bolster what they're doing in B2B. But we're now seeing some operators doing the opposite and, and selling off uh, these sort of IT assets. So who are these operators? Um, what are they doing and why are they doing it? Thanks, Tom. Yes, you're right. Um, there is a sort of counter trend of, of operators starting to to sell off some of the assets um, around IT services that they, they previously invested in. Um, and I guess there's t- two main aims that are usually stated by the operators doing that. Um, the first one, and often the, the, the most widely spoken about, is improving the valuation of their business. Um, so quite a lot of operators consider that um, as part of their overall business, their IT divisions are often undervalued. Um, so if you think about how telecoms businesses uh, are looked at by investors, they have typically much lower valuation multiples than tech businesses would do. Um, and if you've got a small IT division within a big telco business, um, there's a risk that, that that doesn't really get accounted for when uh, investors are thinking about the value of, of the company as a whole. So what operators are hoping is that by um, separating out these IT divisions, they provide greater visibility on their fast-growing IT businesses, which then attract higher valuations and and improve um, things both for shareholders and and also thinking about future investment in the business. Um, So so that's one of the two aims. And then I guess the other aim that uh, operators are looking to is more on the operational side, so positioning the IT division to grow revenue from its business customers more rapidly uh, and trying to create a business that's uh, more agile, more able to respond quickly to market conditions um, and to changing customer demand. So we've seen uh, quite a number of examples of operators uh, taking action in this area recently. A couple of examples from Korea, uh, which we've mentioned briefly in in this podcast in, in the past, Um, So SK Telecom spun off its IT and semiconductor business uh, in November last year into a a new company, SK Square. Um, And that new company actually includes um, some of the the security businesses that SK Telecom had previously acquired, now being separated out as a a kind of investment arm, but also a repository for a lot of um, security, media, e-commerce platforms, things around digital healthcare and so on. Um, and that's now listed as a, a separate company. Uh, and also in Korea, uh, Korea Telecom established KT Cloud uh, earlier this year. Uh, so that's its cloud and data center business, which is brought together into uh, a separate, at the moment, fully owned entity. But uh, the rumors it's going to uh, consider a sale of a stake in that uh, to one of its partners. Uh, and there are other examples too. Uh, STC, for example, in Saudi Arabia, already had a separate IT um, uh, solutions by by STC uh, and sold a 20% stake in that uh, last year through public offering. And within Europe, examples as well, Telefonica created Telefonica Tech quite a few years ago now, end of uh, 2019. And within that, Telefonica has put together its security, cloud, IoT, big data assets, um, focusing on, on those um, in particular for the business market. 
Uh, and Tim as well in Italy uh, established its Nouvel company at the start of 2021. Again, cloud and data center businesses uh, in partnership with Google. And, and what Tim did with that was to kind of concentrate some of its assets and skills from across the business into uh, a separate division. Um, so as I say, quite a few examples of operators now moving to separate out and or sell their I IT businesses. Okay, so you, you said they're doing it for two reasons. One is in terms of valuation, um, because it's sort of getting these IT service divisions, they are what, small uh, relative to the rest of the business, but still they're, they're reasonable businesses in themselves. They're sort of hundreds of millions of dollars worth of revenue, um, but they don't feel that that's being uh, recognized by, by investors. So there's a valuation and then the, the operational benefits. So let's just talk about the valuation first. You mentioned SK, um, SK Telecom Career had spun off its SK Square and um, SDC had sold off uh, its systems integration arm. So, so what's happened since they did those those sales? How the what's happened to the valuations? Well, it's quite interesting actually because you you know you might have expected that the valuation would have improved or at least it might have trended upwards since the splitting off. But actually, um, what what we've looked at doesn't seem to show that at all. Um, so we we kind of evaluated a couple of fairly simple measures uh, for those two examples, SK Telecom and STC. Um, and we've looked at the market capitalization of the combined business um, in the period leading up to and after the split. And we've also looked just at the, the simple trend in share price um, for those separate businesses as compared with you know, the regional peers in, in, in telecoms. Um, now, both of them are quite simple measures, but what's interesting is that both of them show, if anything, that the um, the split has been a negative in terms of valuation. So the combined market cap of the two businesses, if we look at the end of March this year, for, for both those examples, SK Telecom and STC, the combined market cap for the two separate businesses was lower than before they made the split um, back in 2021. Um, and again, if you look at the, the share price of all four companies, the two telecoms companies and the two IT companies that they split off, they've all been tracking at or uh, in some cases below the rates of growth that, that have been experienced by uh, other telcos in the region. Okay. Um, so not a, not a great outcome um, on the face of it. Yeah, at least at least certainly not in the, in the short term. I guess these are... Mm. They're thought to be long-term, long-term moves. So maybe the the situation in the longer term will will, will look better. But there's certainly mm. been no sudden kind of release of value. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, the second thing you talked about with the operational benefits. So what exactly are the operators hoping to achieve in terms of those operational benefits? So there's quite a few um, areas that they talk about, and I think there's certainly um, you know some substance behind behind quite a few of them. So they mention things like attracting and retaining suitably qualified employees being easier as a tech company. So you know for, for specialisms such as security, there's a shortage of security um, specialists anyway, and they're more likely to want to go and work for a small tech company than for big telecoms operators. That that absolutely makes sense. Um, operators also talk about having simpler organizational structures and working practices within a separate ITM, making it e easier to respond more quickly to market demand. Um, and, and slightly linked to that, there's the issue that, you know, if you think about IT services, they tend to be quite people-intensive um, businesses, whereas, you know, the traditional telco connectivity services are, are much more product-oriented. So slightly different business models and um, 
managing that within one organization can can be quite tricky so having two separate businesses may offer some advantages there as well um, and then there are also um, other benefits potential benefits as I mentioned um, in terms of building alliances with other market players might be easier as a separate company um, some talk about a distinct IT brand being quite beneficial um, although that you know obviously depends upon the nature of the existing telco brand um, as to whether that's an advantage or not um, so those are the kind of things they highlight from a positive point of view of splitting um, I think there are a number of disadvantages too from the, the operational point of view and we we do talk about a few of those in our article um, I think the big one is the fact that um, if you think about how telecoms operators are selling IT services at the moment. The, base, the, the vast majority of sales comes to upselling to existing connectivity customers. Um, and that's you know a huge opportunity for telecoms operators that already have a big established base of business customers. So there is a risk that in splitting off your IT, um, you lose that advantage in terms of customer relationship and, and upsell opportunity. Um, and as you know, as connectivity and IT services seem to be increasingly converging together, having those two things in separate businesses, may, you know, you may lose that advantage that you have at the moment as an integrated operator. Mm. Do, do we have any signs of? So these are sort of there are theoretical uh, advantages, disadvantages um, of, of splitting off. Do, do we have any sense of how that's working out in practice, or is it still too early? It is a little bit too early. Um, I mean, particularly in terms of the, you know the, the convergence of services in, in things like SASE that bring together SD1 and um, security services. Uh, what we have done is to look at Telefonica Tech, which is the you know as I said, it split off quite a number of years ago at the back end of 2019, and we've looked at what they've reported in terms of revenue in that period since then. Um, I mean, a superficial look, they, Telefonica Tech seems to be doing very well. And it's reported, I think, 34% revenue growth in 2021. Um, that's well above its uh, its peers in, in telecoms industry, even looking at IT divisions of um, other operators. That's still um, at a leading level. Um, and it's done um, primarily through organic growth, uh, certainly according to uh, what Telefonic have said about it. They have made a few acquisitions more recently, but but that seems to be primarily organic growth. So that's very strong. Um, but on the other hand, they were already doing well as a separate IT division before the split. So, um, you know, reporting revenue growth back in 2017, 2018 in the mid 20%. Um, so an improvement, but, um, you know, maybe not a, a huge improvement. And, and it's also a little bit difficult to tell what's going on because there's been a, a whole process of carve outs and asset transfers. So my sense is, is the new company is, um, really focusing on the growth IT services rather than the legacy IT services. So you'd expect it to mm. uh, have have strong revenue growth from that point of view. Yeah. So uh, final question and probably the, the big one. Do you think operators, are, uh, do you think they're right to be splitting off their IT assets um, or, or should, do you think they should be holding on to them? So it, it does depend a little bit on who the operator is, what what it's trying to achieve, and you know one of the pressures that offer, operators are coming under is generating short term cash to to um, uh, relieve some of the the, the pressure of, of debt burdens. So it's for some operators it may well be the right thing to do to address a number of short term issues. But I do think that uh, for operators who can manage to hang on to their IT assets. 
Um, I think the longer term prospects, if you can overcome some of the challenges about getting the, the qualified employees, about simplifying the structures, if you can under- overcome some of those issues, I think in the long term, you're better placed as a provider of both connectivity and IT um, to, to cross sell and to deliver converged services and, and to stand out from other IT specialists in the market. Mm. I mean, I guess it depends partly in terms of where they see the growth opportunity, is it selling to their existing customer base, selling more services? So they have the connectivity mm-hmm. base and they're, they're trying to use that um, uh, to sell that base to sell in other IT services, in which case holding on to assets seems to seems to make sense because they're trying to combine them. And certainly the sorts of things you talked about um, with SD-WAN, selling that alongside connectivity, uh, selling more of a SASE offering, that all feels like it comes together possibly with other services as well, like UC and maybe other security products. Um, but I guess for some of the other operators, they're much more interested in selling these IT services, either where they don't have footprint or to different customer mm. bases. Um, mm. And the case of SK, SK Telecom, some of that's possibly more like an investment arm than necessarily a services arm. So maybe a little bit different in that case as well. Yes, I think you're right. I think in terms of entry into new markets where they don't have um, a network business, they're, they're just using third-party infrastructure, then there's there's less of a strong case, I think, for keeping it as a combined business. Okay, very good. We'll, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much, Catherine. Thank you. Uh, this is based on a couple of articles that Catherine's written. Um, they are on the Analysis Mason website. We'll also put links to those in the, uh, in the show notes for this podcast. If you would like to automatically receive future episodes, please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast. We also welcome your comments, feedback, and reviews. Thank you for listening. 